Hey, Fadies, Faderoonies, Fadophiliax, and Fadolopolises. Uh, okay, so that happened. Um, anyway, thank you for listening to Chapter 3, Episode 9 of The Fate of Ison. I'm DM Brad, and I'm stoked to have you here. Before we crack on, I want to say hey, yo, thanks, ahoy to our supporters over on Patreon. Those are Alex White Robinson, Person Who Wants to Stay Anonymous, Robert Baldino, Irene Cucci, Laura Christine Goodwin, James Blyser, RJ Hodgkins, Laura Douglas, Mel Ziegler, Roger Afamata, and Sam Malcolm. If anybody else wants to support The Fate of Ison, feel free to check out our sweet reward tiers over at patreon.com slash fateofison. Alrighty, here's what happened last time. Banfor visited his friend Timon, the alchemist, and found a young gang member who then became a reluctant guinea pig for his new drug. Marley got a makeover, then delivered Haydet's wristwatch to the inventor Shabs the Goblin. Shabs broke the watch and used its components to power a clockwork humanoid, potentially ushering in a new technological age. Yeah, so, um, in the nature of uh, Dungeons and Dragons and podcasts and what have you, and we are the fate of Ison. Hey, hi, did you guys know that? Did you two people I'm speaking with know that? Oh we shit! Are we? What are we doing? Yeah. I heard Fate of Eisen's real good. I didn't. <laughs> I, I heard didn't mixed reviews. We were, we were mixed reviews here. <laughs> um, I am uh, Dungeon Master DM Brad, and I'm Joel. Wait, was that pregnant pause for us to introduce ourselves? I just leapt on it. I'm doing it anyway. Um, Yeah, Jules is pregnant. No, Jules. Jules is playing. (laughs) It's really not happening. Um, Jules is playing um, Marley Craft, a half elf bard slash ranger, um, who has a wolf pet named Hodge. Yay! I'm Oliver Scripps. Hello. I'm a real estate agent. Um, also, <laughs> I uh, play Ban for What, who's up to fucks. <laughs> I feel like Ban for... by our introductions today, this game is going to yeah, well, be pretty What's smooth. up with the format, man? Just leaving this us is, out. This is going to be really weird. This is, mm. I can already tell this is going to be weird. Um, real estate agent is actually a new class. Um, is it? Fantastic. <laughs> very high charisma, very low intelligence. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> cool, cool, cool. So, by way of recap to get us all back in the room, it's been a few weeks since we played. Um, last time, uh, Banfor pursued a young cloaked thug. Don't and I was gonna say young. I was gonna say young thug, and then I was like, "Isn't that the name of a rapper or something?" It sounds like it would be. Probably. Um, You're the uh, rapper around here. Yeah, you rap for you to be the rapper. Oh dear lord, we we need some cultural diversity and quick. Big old pack of whites. Just a big old bag of whites hanging out. Two and white people stuff. um and you pinned him up um with his pants down um and then you picked up a you picked up a sample of your experimental new drug Mm. from timon the um uh, alchemist slash tinkerer guy in the merchants district and you fed it to the thug who became your unwitting uh guinea pig 
Um, it seemed to have the desired effect, which we will get into possibly in play. Um, then you then ordered 10, th- oh no, not 10,000. You then ordered a thousand of these to be manufactured in the next uh, few days to a week. Um, Marley, in the meantime, in a different part of the merchant's district, got a makeover at a very trendy salon called Swallow Style. Um <laughs> <laughs> with Greta, the the very harsh, stylish bitch. Um, <laughs> and then went to find Shabs, the goblin inventor. Um, and um, you gave her the watch, the wristwatch that Haydet gave to you. And um, it, I can't even read my own writing. I, I wrote out this thing and I was like, I was so proud of myself for pre-writing something. And I, I can't even read it. I played Simon Says with the robot, and I won. <laughs> yes, so she uh, no Shabs broke Shabs immediately broke the wristwatch, uh, pulled out some mechanisms from it, and then uh, went out the back room and used uh, it to power a clockwork man that she's invented, um, whom we named Afimata, after one of one of our Patreon supporters, Roger Afimata. Thanks, Rog. Thanks, Rog. Who is who is also the inspiration and creator of um, Regorda Zealous, that uh, parking warden. <laughs> and what happened to Regorda Zealous? The one you threw a half brick at. Yeah. He got, he got half bricks thrown at his head. He got half bricked in the fucking head. Here's for your money. <laughs> cool. Um, you just so, got bricked, bro. Yeah. So um, take it away. It's still uh, two days until whatever is coming up at the Killing Grounds, uh, which is apparently a big deal. And Ad Marley, as you walk around the streets, you do it. You actually hear like pockets of conversation talking about how you know are people asking uh, you know each other like what have you heard? Like I've heard it's going to be the biggest thing yet, and and you know everyone's talking about it. And, you know tickets are selling fast and things like that. These are all little tidbits as you walk through the city you just kind of kind of eavesdrop um banfor you also hear this but i don't think you care no okay um so we lastly okay, so i'm gonna go buy ticket because i don't think i have a ticket yet i found out no. get, like about that you could buy tickets but i don't think i actually bought one so that's yeah. where i'm going okay roll me an investigation check um, and Ban, we let I when we look. Too many dice. I mean, I don't have enough. Dice. I have too many dice in this part of my track. Um, Ban, when we left you, um, you were pursuing um, the guy who was in a state of ecstasy after taking that pill of yours and He's wandering. Drugged young boy. He was just wandering through the streets with his pants around his ankles, heading back towards the the vice district. Sounds about right. Fantastic. Um, so. Uh, <laughs> No, not going that way with this, listener. Um, <laughs> uh, so, Banfor uh, follows him back to wherever he's going. Where does he go? Um, he, he wanders back to the Vice District, and um, he he starts to pick up the pace a little bit after maybe half an hour to, to an hour, like as if the effects are wearing off a little bit. Um, like he no, starts to move with a bit more purpose than just sort of idle trudgery. And does he seem follow... to notice that he's naked? No, or he, he might notice, but he doesn't seem to care. He's not rectifying it. He's still wandering with his pants around his ankles. Rectifying, yeah. 
um, and uh, he he goes to a very rickety looking um, uh, like section built on to the front of a stone building so like a little wooden shack attached to a building um, and there's a there's a very it looks like you know just a crappy rundown thing that you would even look twice at you just be like ooh and then move on um, and he sort of knocks on the door a little bit and then opens and then he shuffles inside and then the door closes um, what's sort of nearby what's what's around the place are there like shops are there uh, yeah there's a few um, so I mean this is in the vice district so there there's basically everything that you would find around the rest of the city but just just a crappy version of it so there's there's like there's like you know um, dirty shops there's a few um, beggars hanging around the place there's a few like tradesmen and, and blacksmith shops and things like that but yeah everything just looks run down and dirty and there's trash and cool. muck um, is there like a blacksmith nearby yep there's a blacksmith nearby uh, Ben 4 goes to the blacksmith and looks at his wares okay uh, yeah, so the blacksmith is just a, like a stone building with a big wide open door um, almost every building in the vice district is just a stone cube of either a single story or two stories at, at most well, that's easy for a dungeon master. Yeah, fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm, fantastic. Um, yeah, the city uh, walks in and surveys his goods. Okay. Um, for the sake of simplicity, every uh, blacksmith-type item you could possibly want is here on display. Uh, are there knives? There are knives, yes. Uh, so Banfor picks out uh, a knife about the size of a short sword. I picture a giant Bowie knife with a with like a D guard for the hand. Okay. You know, uh, and a long uh, sort of skinning knife, like a long stiletto, and puts those on the counter. Okay. Uh, yeah. So a, uh, a, a and let's see. Let's go with something we haven't used uh, before. A tabaxi. Um, which is a cat person for any of the uninitiated. Um, this person looks sort of, um, they're a humanoid, but they're very lithe and um, feline in their movements and with blue stripes. Think of a blue tiger, but in human form. Is the um, blacksmith shop like currently working or is it like a shop front or is there look, like, obviously look, a smithy in the back? Yeah, it looks like a shop front in front, exactly like that, in front of a work area. Okay, cool, cool. Um, so, uh, Banfor plunks those down on the uh, on the table and uh, gestures old mate across. Oh, welcome! You are interested in blades. <laughs> yeah. What gave that away? Oh, these are fine, fine blades. You have a bit of coin on you. Enough for these, I. Um, and one other thing, please. How Certainly. are you? How are you with wire? Uh, I do can not understand. Can, can I pull, pull metal? Can you pull wrought iron into a brand? I'm not entirely sure what it is you need. I need a brand. We can certainly make something like that. Uh, Bamfor with one of the knives uh, scratches out. Um, a double-headed axe and sword um, on the on the table front, and says, "This uh, now." So you want a full size? No, no just a, just a brand 
yep. of a double-headed axe and sword. Okay, so the, the sorghumal symbol, um, what kind of size are you indicating? Like medallion size? Uh, coin hand size? size. Okay. Smaller than a hand, yeah. about yeah, about a fifth size brand. Uh, like you yes. use on cattle. Uh, certainly we could make this, but I have to question your motives. Do you? <laughs> Roll persuasion? <laughs> uh, it's a net 20. <laughs> <laughs> it says, I most certainly do not. <laughs> what you do is your business. As yeah, long as, as much. as long as you supply us with business, we'll let you mind your own business. Um, Beautiful. And Ben sits down and waits. Oh, you you want this now? Okay. Did um, I stutter? Says we can. I believe we could do this for two gold. Yeah, I'll give you one. I believe wow. we could do this for two gold. Uh, ben for <laughs> leans over, um, leans over the counter and says, "And I'll give you one." Roll a uh, dexterity save. Hey. Uh, <laughs> 17. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Quick as a flash. Like, you can't even really see, see it happening. But he pulls, like, a tiny little blade out from his vest and, like, whips it right to your throat. But you are just quick enough to, like, snatch his hand inches from your throat. Uh, Banfor levers this out of his hand and says, I'll take one of those as well, please. He, he trembles. Uh, yes, apologies for uh, my insolence. I, I'll get to work right away. Do you have any acid? What kind of acid are you after? Etching acid. Anything strong. I'll see what I can drum up. Beautiful. You are a very interesting customer. <laughs> How about we get less interested? How about that? <laughs> Why do I bother role-playing shopkeepers with you? What do you mean? <clears throat> he should, He just disappears out the back, like slinks like a cat out the back. Um, and yeah, you wait an hour and he comes out with a brand on the end of a long iron pole, um, much like you would use to brand cattle or livestock of some kind or people. I don't know what your plan is, nor nor does he. Um, And also a little tiny glass vial. And he hands you both of these things. It says, uh, the, you know, one gold for, for the brand, but yes, it is uh, my gift to you. Ben four hands him two gold. Ah, (laughs) thank you. (laughs) Is this two gold for the daggers as well? Uh, oh, yes, I forgot about the the daggers. Because they've just been sitting on the, on the counter. <laughs> He's the worst shopkeeper in the world. <laughs> it's more that I'm the worst DM in the world. Um, oh, he, yeah, says, he, says yes, those are two, he says those are two gold each as well. Each? So six all up. Or five all up. Five all up that he's charging. Uh, ben for eyeballs and... And it gives him five gold. Thank you. I I hope to see you again very soon. You're a, <laughs> a very fun man to deal with. Uh, Banfor leaves it, leans over the counter and says, "You really don't want to see me again." Uh, and right. then uh, Banfor takes one of the knives 
uh, and opens a, a cut on his arm um, and pours a lot of the blood into the same uh, canteen that he's got old mate's blood in. <laughs> oh, Sorghumul, what are you doing? Exactly. Uh, and then he shakes it up like a martini and walks out. Yeah, as you're walking out, you hear, what the hell did I just do? Banfor <laughs> uh, uh, whistling uh, returns to the doorway um, that uh, the gentleman walked into, um, knocks gently uh, and, and waits, uh, listening to the door. Uh, okay. for for the sound of somebody coming to answer it yeah cool as you uh, so we'll cut over to marley as you're listening to the door um marley with that 15 investigation you rolled <laughs> i remembered it which is weird um uh yeah you you um just learn enough from listening to people and the way they're talking about it that the way you need to buy tickets is via a kiosk right outside the killing grounds itself which is in the arena district right in the heart of the city um no i mean you're, you're in the merchants district which is next to the arena district oh yeah um well she'll probably take off that way does that because i can't find the map and remember where you sent it to me in um whether it's facebook messenger or <laughs> where it was um does it go through or near like the temples kind of no no, you would basically go. You would go straight like they. The, those two districts um, border each other. You'd go straight from merchants to arena. Uh, she pulls out. She pulls out her map that she got, but still covered with like blood from like you know that that guy that Banfor killed, and we got it out of his pocket or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What's this area here? The red bit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Conveniently situated over the killing ground. Um, <laughs> that would be apropos. <laughs> Cannon. She pulls out her map, she kind of assesses where she wants to go, because she wants to go to the temples and stuff and do some, like, some, like, Hail Marys trying to unpiss off Urzak. Um But she's also wanting to get the ticket before they run out, seeing as everybody keeps talking about how they're selling out, so. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, as you get closer to the arena district, the crowds start to become thicker and thicker. Um, and then you see that there is like a central, like small building that people are sort of clustering around and you, it's very obvious that this is the place everyone's trying to be, but there is a very big crowd. There's no orderly lines or anything. It seems like it's every man for himself. I, I start saying, coming through, coming through, servant of Cyrus, coming through, buying for the Royals, coming through, do not want to delay me. Servant of Cyrus. Oh, yeah. different kingdom. I wonder how that. Um, cool. Roll me. Let's well, see I know what all the customs of Cyrus, right? So I can pull that one off. It's honestly, right, okay. It's better than Soldier Marley. <laughs> Soldier yeah. Marley from Depth. I'm deeply impressed. <laughs> yeah, roll deception. See if you can trick people into thinking you're someone important. Yeah, I, I didn't roll great. Uh, I rolled a six, but I have a plus eleven. So this is 17. Yeah. Why do I even get you to roll, honestly? <laughs> Apart from nat, nat ones, I guess, is the only... <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, <clears throat> uh, yeah, people, like, uh, reluctantly, but still, you know, effectively enough, do part for you and sort of mumble as they assess you when you walk by, like, is, who is... What? Who, who is this? Like, well, And, of course, you've recently... Right, yeah, you've recently fancy. been... 
stuff and I've just got yeah. a new haircut and Yeah, you you have recently been dolled up and you've got your bard gear on. So you do look better than like the average commoner. Yeah. <laughs> um, so people are like, oh, maybe she's, I mean, which house is she with? You know, and people, so you're muttering things to that effect. But yeah, you pass through and it basically, uh, it eventually catches on through the crowd that someone important is coming through and you even find people are clearing the way before you even get there. <laughs> but then, then, then there's mutters of, then there's mutters of disappointment as you pass of like, someone important, oh, we don't know who that is. <laughs> But of course, you're walking with a wolf, so they stay away. Like the it, the part stays parted because you're with a wolf. Yeah, yeah. He's walking behind me. <laughs> yeah. Cool. So I get um, the yeah. frog. Uh, yeah. After a good few minutes of yeah. just solid ocean of people, you eventually get to the I'm, front. I'm very polite when I'm, you know, because I want to keep up the rules as such. Oh, thank you, thank you, Sarah. So, Cyrus, thanks you, thank you. <laughs> you know, like, Yeah, um, there is a very old, um, wizened elf woman inside the kiosk, and she leans down, she's got, like, librarian glasses on, like, with a chain around her ears, and she, um, leans, like, right up to you and says, Welcome to the Ghostbusters. <laughs> That's canon. She says, Welcome to the Ghostbusters. Um, are you someone important? Well, are you someone important? I'm only mildly important, ma'am. Uh, but I'm here on behalf of uh, my employers. They need two tickets the and the finest uh, seats you have. Oh, then you'll, they'll be wanting seats for the noble box then, I guess. Two. Who are your employers? Who are your employers? Uh, Lords and Lady of, of Cyrus. Let's just go I'm, with that. Roll deception again. <laughs> go for that net one or not. <laughs> Notes are five, so 16. Okay. So, I'm not rolling great, though. She says, you know what? You could probably just made something up. I don't know the royals of Cyrus. <laughs> well... Nobody really does. That's why I didn't really bother with names. But they, they do love performing in that their city, the city uh, Crianta, don't they? So is that where you're from? Aha! How did you guess? <laughs> and she, like, does a little, like, jiggy dance kind of performy thing. <laughs> don't don't show off. It's it's unbecoming. Oh, sorry. Bad luck. Hashtag. Um, so uh, how many tickets for the Noble Box do you need? Two. Two tickets for the noble box. That will be a hundred gold. Excellent. And she hands it over without a hesitation. Nice. Two tickets for the noble box. Um, she. <laughs> she's. Sure. <clears throat> um, as you I'm as you pull out. Feeling good. Yeah, as as you pull out a hundred gold, um, people around you take note because these are all people who've been scrimping and saving for a five gold ticket, right? So they're like, oh, she is someone important. Um, and I wink at the person next to me, and I also and I say to them, also, spreading the same face, my best mate. And then I look back. <laughs> Spidey McSteen, is he going to play here? Spidey, this crowd of people starts talking, like, like spreads like wildfire. The name Spidey McSteen face. Was at the Necropoticon with me the other night. Last night. <laughs> Um, yeah, cool. You've got two tickets. She gives you two, just like Willy Wonka, shiny gold tickets. Beautiful. I love them. I sort of fan them at myself and then tuck them down my bra, as you do. Or my, down my corset. 
Okay. Um, and back to Bunforicus. Um, so you're listening to this uh, crummy wooden door after you knocked, and you hear um, people scuffling around near the door. Um, and then a very, f- like, well, roll me a perception check. Oh, it's in that one. If I become a tree again, <laughs> it's going to really derail <laughs> proceedings. Yeah, roll me a d100. How did that work again? Um, the percentile die, and then a d10. Percentile die. 50. D10. This is technically the percentile die again. Yep. Uh, 55. (laughs) Okay. Um, Outside this door, um, as you attempt to listen, suddenly (laughs) you, you feel a very strange tingling feeling for just a second, and then, bloop, you turn into a hog. You are now a hog standing outside this door. <laughs> and I have op- my brain. Yeah, you have your brain. Um, and um, the, the door opens, I charge it. <laughs> okay. You um, oh, turn around and kick it with my big hoggy feet. Nice, I like it. Roll me a roll me an attack as a hog. What do I roll for that? Uh, D twenty and um, add your plus six. Twelve. Okay, it's a door, so I mean, you hit it. It's not moving <laughs> anywhere. <laughs> um, and uh, roll me um, a d6. Five. Okay, you smash a hole in this door, um, and you hear someone go, "Oh cripes!" and then leap back, like as if they're falling backwards on the other side of this door. And then the door swings open, and there are uh, two charges through. Okay, as you're charging, you turn back into band four. Fantastic. Um, is there somebody within throat grabbing range? Yes, there are two very um, like skinny um, young human men, probably in their 20s, maybe 30s, in cloaks, and you definitely caught them off guard with that hog kick. Um, one of them gets uh, a kick to the bread basket, and the other one gets grappled by the throat and picked up. Okay, I won't even get you to roll for that. You, one of them, yeah, gets knocked into just like a dirt, like dirty corner of this, like entrance. Does one of them have their pants down. <laughs> no, and you've now got one by the throat. Uh, Bamfor closes the uh, wreck of a door behind him and uh, drags the throated man uh, into the center of the room and deposits him there. Is there a fire in the room or like some sort of heating? Uh, yeah, so the initial um, structure was just like a little outhouse-sized wooden shack attached to a stone building. Um, so when you went in there, and then there's just a big open archway into a wider, op- like just a completely open, um, looks like maybe a warehouse space. Um, and it doesn't look lived in. There's just a couple of crates and things around. And like a shitty fire. Sure. In the middle, there's uh, like a, a, a steel drum with a fire in it. Cool. Uh, Bamford dragging the um, uh, the throated man with him uh, drops his, his brand into the fire um, and sort of corrals uh, the people 
uh, into one sort of group. Okay. Um, yeah, there's there's people nervously huddled around the edges of the room, like not knowing what to do. But you, you do notice that a few of them are like fingering something in their pockets, like daggers or, or, or some some kind of weapon as you know, in case they need to defend themselves. But no one's advancing on you and this poor man. Um Bamfor bellows. Sit down. Uh roll intimidation. Come on, you bitch. Come on, you bitch. Oh, she's a decent little natural 17 plus 4. 20. Uh, 21. 21. Uh, yeah, they all sit down. They look uh, very scared. Uh, Banfor finds the man with his pants around his ankles. Uh, yep, they're not around his ankles anymore. Uh, it's had time to wear off. Um, but he's just you see him just one of the crowd. Uh, Banfor points at him and then points at a spot right in front of himself. Um, okay. Yeah. I'm saying with that 21 intimidation, he's going to do exactly what, what you told him. And he, he sheepishly like shuffles out towards you as if his pants were still around his ankles. Like he's reluctant. <laughs> he doesn't want to do this, but he knows he, he's going to have to. Uh, Banfor puts his hand uh, on his head, sits him down and then sits down in front of him. He goes, oh, I, I, I didn't, I didn't mean what I said about you know. Banfor slaps him in the said, mouth. Oh, <laughs> what, what, what was says, that? What was that pill you gave me? That Banfor was amazing. Slaps him again. Oh, he's learned his lesson. <laughs> uh, Banfor asks him if he had a fun day. But, uh, whatever you gave me, that that was pretty fun. I didn't like the rest of it. Who would? Wasn't it fun though? Wasn't it a fun little thing? Ask, answer me this. How much do you think your average noble body would pay for something of that nature? Uh, no, noble, you, you want to... Banfor slaps him in the mouth again. <coughs> he spits How blood. about you answer the fucking question? I, 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 I can't honestly say. Um, I, I, would you I'm say just... that they would pay for it? Oh, once word spread that it was... You know, a, a, an enjoyable time. I'm, I'm sure. Therefore, slaps uh, him in the mouth again and says, <coughs> "Short answers." Yes. <coughs> Spits very blood good, on the ground very again. Very good. Did everyone here see our friend when he came in? They all nod, and there's like mutters of "Yeah, yeah, yeah, yeah." We saw, yeah. Very good, very good. And everyone here agrees, obviously, that other people would like to purchase this thing. Uh, yeah, of of course. Uh, and then you yeah, hear like the odd voice of like, "I'll take one." Beautiful. Do we all have jobs? Uh, well, are we doing well? Are we coming up in the world? I will. Have Have you heard Have you heard of the gloves? No. Oh, because that's like that's, that's not us. That's the gloves is sort of like. They're like the the one of the big gangs, and we're one of the not big gangs. But we want to know about this. Fuck the gloves. <laughs> oh, oh Ron. that's what he said. <laughs> I'm also selling fuck gloves. <laughs> it's just the back end of a dead sheep. 
<laughs> well, I've cut the vagina out. Now there's no mistaking that this is a New Zealand podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I have everything that I was born a to be. A sheep cannon and Iceland, is that a thing? <laughs> yeah, sheep, sheep exist. <laughs> but not uh, for much longer. <laughs> <laughs> they're about to get fuck loved. Um, oh, wow. Yeah, you, you have this gang in the palm of your hand. Fantastic. Uh, Bamfor says, in two days' time, I will have a thousand of what he had. And for a gold apiece, you can sell him for whatever price you like, as long as in one week's time, I get my thousand gold. How's that sound? Uh, They all look around a little bit confused, like maybe they don't know how to deal with numbers that well. Uh, Bamfor punches the guy in front of him as hard as he can directly in the face. Okay, um, roll me a d20. Uh, don't add any mods. Just if it's really high, you knock him completely out. 15. Yep. You knock him down to the ground and you get the impression he's not getting up. Bamfor repeats himself. How does that sound? Everyone's like, yeah, anything, of course. You Good. You, so we're yeah. all together. Fantastic. We're all a team. Are we a team? Uh, yeah, we're the poison tip. Cool, whatever. Call yourselves what you like. Well, that's it. That's We call ourselves the poison tip. Fine. Fuck it. <laughs> what do you think you could all do with a thousand dollars? Suck it on that poison tip. That's just... <laughs> well, you with give a me thousand, a thousand, you get four. How about that? With a thousand gold, we could, we could buy a whole lot of those fuck gloves you're selling. Sure you can. The boys um, would like that. Bamfor um, looks at him and says, well, I mean, obviously you all trust me. How then am I to trust you? Any ideas? Um, well, we, um, I, I don't know. Is I don't know what we can do. I mean, we've just met, you know. <laughs> How am I supposed to take your proposition to heart when well, we've just, just met? You've just barged into our headquarters and Therefore, knocked uh, one of us out. down and... men in the face uh, and says, so how am I to trust you? <laughs> They're like, leave Larry alone for starters. Who's Larry? <laughs> and then they gestured. They gesturing uh, to the guy that you're just just annihilating. <laughs> uh, Banfor picks him up and says, sorry, Larry, and throws him to the side and uh, picks somebody else out from the crowd and puts them on the ground. Um, not not Bruce. Uh, Bruce gets a kick in the head. <laughs> so how I ask you for a third time, and we are running out of your little group. Am I supposed to trust you? I mean, you've come to me with this deal, and it sounds good. <laughs> but how, at the end of the day, am I supposed to trust you? Um, we 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 don't know what you want us to say. We'll do anything, please. Anything. Just... Beautiful. That's all you had to say. That's all you had to say. What a beautiful thing to say. Have you heard of Sorgamore? Well, yeah. That's good. That's great. That's great. Do you like them? I I guess so. I mean, death and fighting. Yeah. Great things, aren't they? Really great things. Do 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 the nice folks like Sorgamore around here? 
Yeah, I mean, people here love you know the the you know watching the fights at the killing grounds, and they there's always a prayer to Sorghumul at the start. It is and... Fantastic, love it, love it, love it, love it. Fantastic. So here's my thought: if we obviously both quite like Sorghumul, you know, we're both fans of him. You've come to me with this plum offer, and I'm inclined to take it. So here's my deal: if we can both swear on our both, you know, respected friend Sorghumul, that we will do the things that we say we will, then we've got a deal. Does that sound all right? They all nod very vigorously in agreement, like, absolutely, we will, we will, uh, yeah, yep, we will do that. That's easy. Perfect. We'll both swear on Sorghumul. Does everyone agree? Yep, it's a, they, they start a reluctant slow clap that begins into like a roar of applause. Beautiful, fantastic. Now, let's shake on it, shall we? Uh, yep, the one you're talking to, Bruce, reaches, like, thrusts out a very eager hand to, to shake. Because like, you get the impression that they just, they're so scared, they just want to deal with you in, like, the least painful way possible. Uh, Banfor grabs Bruce by the arm, uh, by the hand, turns it over, uh, grabs the brand from the uh, fire, <laughs> and plunges it onto his forearm. Uh, ah, Sorghumul! <laughs> exactly! Uh, Banfor then uncorks the canteen of his own in this dead man's blood and pours it onto the wound. Oh, this is brutal. Why are you doing... He, like, you, while you're still holding his, his hand, he, like, drops to his knees in, like, pain, hangs his head. Um, you can tell his body's just, like, gone into shock almost. Like, he's just limp. He just doesn't... He doesn't have control over his body. It's just you holding him up. Beautiful. Uh, Banfor lets him drop and grabs the next one. Yeah, he falls to the ground just with a big thump, a thud of a of a body that doesn't want to be a body anymore. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, reluctantly, like some of them push each other forward, and then one by one, you get them all. It takes a while because none of them want this. Um, but- yeah. And so uh, Banfor grabs uh, Mister Pantless. Um, and tags him while he's asleep and says, uh, two days' time, where he met me or I'll cut all your fucking teeth out. Uh, yeah, please, please, you know, don't hurt us, um, boss. I, I, and then they all look and, like, around at each other in confusion, like, is he the boss, I guess? Boss, the- I'm, I'm no one's boss, mate. You've, you've come to me. I mean, I'm just uh, a humble man. Trying to meet a need, you know. End of the day. Okay. Well, if this also, is as good as, tell your friends because it's an expanding business. Oh, uh, okay. Can we keep that? Any the one you're talking to points to the brand. Mm. You want to keep this? Well, I mean, if you want to expand, you know, we could do that for you. I mean, you you seem like a busy guy. Busy, yes, but there again, we have got a, and pardon the pun, branding issue. <laughs> Thank you for that laugh. Thank you very Zing. much. Zing. <laughs> Zing. Um, so, how about this? Who would like to be the one that does the branding? Uh, yeah, all, they all sort of look around like, uh, not me, not me, not me. But then the one talking to you who asked, could we have that? He goes, I, I, it looks 
I, I guess me, maybe? Fantastic. No problem. Great, great, great. So you're the more committed of the bunch, yeah? Y- yeah. What a beautiful thing to be. What a beautiful thing. A beautiful thing indeed. Uh, and Banfor <laughs> grabs him uh, by, by the hair and uh, brands his forehead. Oh, fuck. It smells of, like, cooking meat as it sears into the flesh on the front of his face. And uh, um, Banfor himself uh, takes uh, a big swig of the blood vial and spits it in his face. Um, he says oh god oh god I think what you're looking for is thank you thank you just oh god do they they know what the brand is yet yeah they can all like start to see the scar tissue rising up in the shape of the X-Sword symbol that is very familiar around the city break them the hell out like that's what I want to (laughs) know we'll find out uh, and then Banfor uh, says, and so now you and I and the God of Death have what is known as a blood pact, signed with blood living and blood dead by my hand. So everyone's watching. Yeah, so the one you're talking to, his face is getting paler and paler, and you get the impression that he's about to pass out and probably not listening. Uh, well, as long as everyone else can hear. And then, flump, he just passes out, face first into the concrete. Uh, Banfor reaches into his uh, his gem sack, takes out a handful of gems, tosses them into the room, and uh, leaves. Yeah. You'd expect everyone to, like, run in and grab these, like, scraps of money that you've just given them. Well, it's still, still quite a lot of money. 25 gold each is a lot of money. Mm. But they all hang back around the fringes of this room. Like, obviously, they want to get these gems, but they don't want to do it in front of you in case it incurs your wrath. Mm. They're waiting for you to leave. <laughs> uh, Banfor leaves and on the way out the door goes, you want to fix this door, by the way? Um, and heads out. Um, on your way out, you, you catch a glimpse around a corner of Bruckham the ogre, but then he sort of just like ducks out of you. Uh, Banfor follows. Okay, and we'll cut back to Marley. Um, okay, so you I don't ha- know how to you had just that, but sure. <laughs> you don't follow it. You had just purchased two tickets, uh, two golden tickets to the Noble Box at the Killing Grounds. Cool. Now what? Um, I'm on my way to the Temples. So you're heading to the Worship District, um, yeah. which means going, yeah, uh, heading south and from where you are. If I'm walking past any kind of butcher on the way, because I imagine they're scattered, like, everywhere. Like, yeah. food stalls of some kind must be scattered everywhere. Yeah, you yeah you walk past a fair few things that are, you know, like, um, bizarre stalls selling various street meats and things, but you also come across actual, like, physical establishments that are butchers. And th- they say things like Todd's Meats and... and yeah. um, the, the Grove family butchery, things like that. Yeah, cool. Because I'm looking for, like, a decent kind of haunch of meat. Um, probably a smaller one for Hodge, because he's going to be very annoyed at me if I'm carrying around a haunch of meat and he's not getting to eat it. Um, and I'm also looking for some apples. Uh, yep, you find a... Uh, you find a very... Uh, a, a tall, not overly tall, so maybe six feet, um, very dapper-looking human man in a suit that is 
very um, it stands out a lot in amongst the common people amongst the common people who are mostly in just like day to day greys and tans and in and, and commoner type clothes he, he's in like he's in a very fine tailored black suit and um, as as you approach he says uh, hello I'm Jobla I have a mini apple for you I see you want apple I have apple I did want apple Jobla nice to meet you I see you've <laughs> you've got a very fine suit on there that's nice work Thank you. I also sell suit. You are, you like suit? I, I sell you suit as well. Well, I mean, as much as, you know, a girl can rock a fine suit, uh, I prefer my bard clothes. Um, I'm actually really just looking for a um, sack of apples. I need to top up the rations. And, uh, well, I'm heading over to uh, Urzak's temple, so I hear, like, you know, sometimes you take some meat, as offering, right? Like, that's a thing. Yes, very common custom to bring meat to temple. It's a perfectly normal thing to do. <laughs> cool. Um, that's what I want to be. Normal. Yes. Urzak Ur- is god of chaos. You you throw meat at chaos is fine. It's not <laughs> strange at all. I, I don't really know what else to do. I seem to have... And she's like, She's like to giving away too much information. She's like, I, I, I pissed off the guard, and I just wanna, I don't know, give him some meat. I hear men like putting their meat places, and that helps is, them feel better, right? Like, it's very strange thing you are suggesting, but uh, go away. And Jobla does not judge. Jobla only sell many good. <laughs> cool, that's what I want to do, Jobla. Help me out here. Um, sack of apples, uh, two silver for uh, sack. Excellent. Anything for your friend? Any gestures to the wolf? Yeah, he's he like he. Oh, look at him. He's Would he like suit? Living. Would he like suit? I can tailor a special suit for wolf. I am Jobla. I can sell anything. No, but you get know what? special you suit for got, wolf. <laughs> if you have got one of those awesome kind of wolf bandanas, you know. Like maybe something in like a blue and black, like that I could tie around his neck. That would be wicked. Yeah. So his stall is very much a, a tiny little square stall. Think of like a carnival yeah. ring toss type of thing. Um, and he says, I have just thing. And he reaches down and you think there's no way he could have the thing I want. <laughs> and he just pulls up the exact thing you just asked for. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, oh. this, this is perfect. What? One silver for wolf headscarf. Amazing. And I just like hand it over happily and I start tying it on a hodge being like, who's a pretty boy? Who's a pretty boy? Your wolf is very pretty boy. <laughs> What's this rhetorical or was this question from me? I don't know. <laughs> Jobler answered question. He does not understand the rhetorical. <laughs> you ask question, Jobler ask, answer question. It's, you know? it's, uh, Business 101. Okay. Uh, that will be one zero. Answer question one zero. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you... Uh, okay. So did I get did I get any meat of him as well? Uh, no, you got meat on the way okay. already. So you're carrying like a big haunch of meat while you're making... You have big meat. There's, there's meat on your shoulder. There's a lamb leg. Is for a temple? Yeah. You walk up to temple, you say, Hello, temple of Urzak, and you throw meat. This is your plan. <laughs> this is what you're going to do. Well, 
Yeah. Job little muck is growth well, industry. Kind of, to be honest, I'm kind of assuming that the meat's more for the priests of Urzak who might do something nice for me if I give them meat, right? Like, that's kind of how it works. It's not like the actual gods, like, come down and talk to you. And as she's, as she's saying this, she's like, um... You think no, priests I mean, will Hades like you if you, throw, if you throw meat at priests? You, you throw meat at priests and priests like you. I, I not understand this plan, but I not judge. I only well, sell. Well, I hear that Urzak communicates by rolling dies, but they're infinite sided, right? So I don't know how to buy one of them. So I'm... If you think Jobla cannot sell, one thing is uh, infinite die. I, I, I do not understand. Yeah, yeah. Is physical impossibility requires for the mental world juggler three. <laughs> Sometimes oh, two, yeah. if not not good day. Look, look. I know this isn't exactly. Juggler get down to you know. I know this isn't exactly like formulaic here, juggler, but I'm. I really don't know what else to do. I mean, Bamford turned into a tree. Yeah, she doesn't know about the rest of it. <laughs> It's a new story f for me to hear. I, I tell this story to many people, a man who turned into a tree. There's surely some kind of lesson here. Nature yeah. and conservation. And... Don't, don't piss off Urzak or you turn into trees, is kind of what I've learned. So I'm yeah, just hoping meat will fix that. <laughs> you throw meat at God, you don't turn into a tree. It makes perfect sense. Yeah, totally. <laughs> okay, you and Wolf have a nice day. You you enjoy your meat throwing. <laughs> thanks, thanks, Jabla. Nice, nice suit again, and thanks for the scarf. I will see you soon. Okay, I'm sure. It probably. I walk off towards the um, temple district, and obviously, I'm looking for the infinity symbol somewhere. Yeah. Yeah, so um, the uh, relative crowds um, milling about the city, people going in and out of um, the, the worship district has things that are obviously temples, mostly to Sorghumul, Fraylin, some of, um, and uh, a couple of things to hate it, things like that. But um, uh, also you see non-temple things, you see what's clearly like a university. Um, and people going in and out with backpacks and, and big heavy books and things like that. Um, there's like a big bell. There's a big bell tower. Um, you get the impression that this is the academic sector of the city, um, as well as you know being all about uh, the various gods. And yep, you you see um, a, a chapel that isn't as adorned as all the others. There's no. Um, gargoyles or anything on it. There's nothing special about it other than there's some steps lining up, uh, leading up to it, and there's a little carved right next to the door in stone is just a flame with an infinity symbol in it. You, if you weren't looking for it, you'd miss it. You just wouldn't even notice. Yeah, cool. And I'm like, I see that, and I'm like, perfect. And I walk upstairs. I'm like, you coming, Hodge? Is Hodge okay? I'm looking at Hodge to see if he can perceive anything weird. Um, I will roll insight to see if he knows what this building means. Yeah. Natural one, he does not. Okay, cool, so he's probably happy. <laughs> he, he just, yeah, he just patters up I'm, the stairs I'm carrying, behind you. I'm carrying meat, he's probably yeah, quite distracted. He's got a cool new headscarf, his master's <laughs> carrying meat. This is a good time. <laughs> 
Cool. So I go up the stairs. Is did you say like there's an open door or? Yeah, there's there's a there's a big um, double timber door attached to the stone structure, and it's it's open, but no one's coming and going. Okay, so I walk in. Yeah, um, cool. You can walk in, and it looks kind of like a a modern Christian church in that there's like rows of pews on either side of an aisle going down mm-hmm. the middle. Um, there's like a podium up the front. Um, a what did we call it in the first episode when you guys met Killian Rhett in the chapel? Jesus a, Christ, that's a long way. That was a long time ago, Brad. Uh, pulpit, 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 a pulpit. Pulpit. Yeah. There is a pulpit. That's right, because um, the pulpit. Yeah. Yeah. There's there's even there's even like um, a curved like multi-tiered step where you'd think maybe like a choir would stand as well. So this is like. This is very much like a modern Christian church. Okay. Um, but I'm looking there's around no... then for the like the little side altar or whatever, because usually yeah. there's like a little side one, not the main one, but like that people put like light candles to loved ones and that kind of stuff. Not that yeah, I think anybody like... were doing that in Urzax, but <laughs> to yeah, hated there's... ones, the candles there's... to hated ones. <laughs> Yeah, along either side of the building, there's um, basically like a, like a chest height shelf going along the entire length of both sides, and there are like candles lined up on e- on each shelf. Um, other than that, the the room is completely unadorned. Like there's no iconography, there's no statues, there's no carvings, nothing at all, no tapestries, nothing. It's completely blank. Um, but then you. What's, What's the, the one what? that like has the confessional boxes? Is it like Catholicism? That that, has that's the... like Ro- Roman Catholic, is it? Yeah, it's Catholic. Does it have anything General. like that? <laughs> no, the, all Damn you s- the room. Yeah, the, this whole place is what you can see now. There might be a back room at the at the far end. You, I mean, you don't know. Um, but as you just sort of walk in, take query. What reliquary? Yes, reliquary. Reliquary rooms. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, Just cool. FYI, Brad. Right. Okay. <laughs> um, you, as you walk in and you sort of take in this empty space where it's just you and the pews and the candles. And the um, pulpit. And the pulpit. You hear a voice so, sort of otherworldly in that it's echoing around the space. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and you say, welcome, child, to the house of chaos. Um, I bring gifts. Excellent. The Lord of Chaos does love tributes. Uh, oh, good, because I think he might hate me. The Lord of Chaos does not have it in him to hate. The Lord of Chaos does not love, hate, or feel anything, really. Okay, All so why is... did he turn my friend into a tree? You hear this chuckle. <laughs> the more appropriate question would be, why not? Chaos, right. This stuff conversation might be difficult. Um. And then, yeah, stepping into view, almost as if stepping out of nowhere, like just appearing in reality, is just a priest in uh, just a tall uh, human uh, man in a red robe. He, I, I, looks cal- he looks calm and friendly. He's got a nice, polite smile on his face. Yeah. I, I pat Hodge just to let him know it's fine. He doesn't need to protect me because I know dogs can be pretty protective so i'm imagining wolves can be as well and i say uh, 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 hi hi uh my name's marley Craft, and i may have accidentally killed a demon of chaos 
and I'd really like to get back into Chaos's good books um, or indifferent books as far as Chaos goes. Okay, the the priest bloop, disappears and standing in his place is the icy blue woman oh, whom God. you know as the demon the Ziglamel <laughs> and says, Oh, I know exactly who you are, Molly Craft. And that's the end of the episode. God damn it! <laughs> okay, so Banfor just took over a gang and what? Started a death cult? And Marley finally had her first taste of the Chaos Curse. This is actually my favourite episode so far, and I hope you have enjoyed it even half as much as I did. If you did, please consider chucking us a review on Apple Podcasts, or tell your friends to have a listen. You and they won't regret it. I hope. Also, don't forget to say hey on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram at Fadeofison, or email Fadeofison at gmail.com. Or, as always, you could chat with us in real time on the Necropodicon Discord server. Alright, thanks for listening everyone. See you later. Are you feeling overwhelmed with the amount of RPGs being made? Do you have a backlog of games that you said you would learn but haven't? Are you looking for different games to play instead of Pathfinder and D&D 5th Edition, but don't want to make that time commitment yet? Are you looking for love in all the wrong places? While we can't help you with your love life, we can help you answer all the other questions. Check out the Roleplaying Guys podcast where we test out different roleplaying games so you don't have to. We provide real play examples of homebrew campaigns to help you learn the rules and the mechanics so you can get to what you love most, playing the game. Find the Role Playing Guys wherever you get your podcasts. That's Role as in R-O-L-L. Again, we are not a show to help you with your love life. We are a proud member of the Necropodicon Network.